This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths. Enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Self-esteem is the underlying foundation supporting everything you do, from everyday chores and activities to long-term goals. While everyone occasionally has doubts about themselves, low self-esteem can leave you feeling insecure, lacking motivation, unable to respond to challenges in your life, anxious or depressed, and with negative thoughts and feelings about your body image. In this episode, we will explore ways to improve self-esteem, self-love, and what it takes to feel empowered. Valeria interviews Adele Fulmer. She is a Midwest-turned-Southwest master life coach and crisis intervention specialist who has worked with clients across the globe. Her mission began with a desire to increase accessibility of affordable coaching to combat the lack of support resources that many people face. Throughout her coaching, she came to find that true growth and change happens best with constant support rather than just the typical one meeting per week. Thus, she branched out her services to offer a more sustainable approach, integrating daily texting as a means to encourage healthy habits all day, every day. Adele now offers comprehensive and low-cost coaching plans, consisting of video, audio, text, or a blend of coaching. She prioritizes exploring each client's unique situation and needs to deliver the most individualized and effective coaching style possible. To ensure the best results, all new clients receive a free 30-minute consultation. Adele can be reached personally through her website, contact information, or requested as a one-on-one coach on shelpful.com. Sessions are available via phone, Skype, WhatsApp, Zoom, and more. Additional details regarding session length and prices can be found on her website. Meet Adele at adelecoaching.blogspot.com. Here's the interview with Adele Fulmer. In your own words, who is Adele Fulmer? Very interesting. Um, So I am a healer and a wanderer. Uh, I was put on this earth to make it a better place. And, you know, I haven't quite figured it out yet, um, but that journey is what helping me, what's helping me understand and connect with other people. So right now my journey has led me to life coaching. I have my own uh, like small business and I also work with a company called Shelpful. Both of these things mostly revolve around uh, text-based coaching, which I found to be very effective. Uh, it's a very effective method of helping people feel supported every single day. How do you define what healing or being a healer is and how did you find this ability Adele? 
Oh, that's another interesting one. Um, so healing looks different for everybody. And, you know, like the same injury on two different people can look and feel very different for both of them, right? Um, so being a healer is understanding how everybody is different and using that to help them get better. Um, you know, there's physical injuries, there's emotional injuries, they're all extremely painful. Uh, and I don't like to watch people suffer. So uh, I try everything I can to make them feel better. And that makes me feel better too. You know, it's like, mm. it's this, this cycle of love and happiness. What is your idea of spirituality? And do you have any spiritual practices? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm a Methodist Christian. And that's very important in my life. Um, because for me, fortunately, the way I was raised, it it's encouraged me to be a healer and, and love, you know, there's, there's no judgment. Um, and spirituality can be any kind of religion. I, I try to be very open to all religions. I agree that anybody could be right. Anybody could be wrong. It's all about understanding each other and trying to see what the other person is thinking, you know? What a beautiful dance, right? I call it the dance of life. <laughs> I like that. What do you feel is the purpose of this experience of being the human body or being the human body? You know, that's another interesting one. I think everybody's purpose is different, but being in a human body, it, it's all about growth. You know, every generation that goes by, we get, we, we grow, we're so different every time. And that's why it's interesting being a younger life coach because When I first started, I was working with a lot of people that were a lot older than me. So I was thinking, you know, like, what do I know compared to them, right? Um, but we all have such different experiences and our human language allows us to communicate and grow and learn from each other. Another question that I have for the opening questions is about empowerment. What is your idea of feeling empowered? Where does it come from, that feeling? And how do we maintain this feel of empowerment? Yeah, definitely. So I think empowerment comes from within. It's really helpful to have other people, you know, for example, a life coach who helps you get to that point. But deep down, you have to believe in yourself and feel secure in yourself and understand that you can do it uh, in order to feel empowered. So you might need help from other people. But in the end, it's it's you and it's you knowing that you can make it. Oh my God, not a beautiful answer. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it resonates so true because isn't it... The whole point to to go within, I talk to a lot of people and I read a lot and I do a lot of uh, my own experiments on mm -hmm. life itself and all that. In the end, I wonder what really, really matters. And I have been reflecting lately about the alternative to thinking because the mind seems not to stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Program to think, to analyze, to judge. So what would you say is the alternative to thinking? Um, the alternative to thinking would be just being. I think my mind, I definitely agree. I am constantly thinking and constantly going and analyzing it. You know, it can be hard to empower yourself when you're constantly thinking, how can I fail? Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's why things like meditation are very helpful because the whole point is to stop thinking and just exist, just feel what's around you. 
um, realize where you're at. You don't have to analyze everything. You know, this world is so big. There's so much around you. You can't analyze everything, right? True. <laughs> so just absorbing yeah. and feeling and being. It feels good even to hear from you <laughs> as a reminder. <laughs> the mind needs that. Uh, so meditation helps a lot. A lot of people have a hard time understanding what being is. So would you say feeling, kind of feeling the feelings, <laughs> almost being embodied in the moment. I have been practicing this lately and it has been an interesting experience to see like how fast the mind takes over. It's incredible when I practice feeling and being. Oh yeah. The problem is sometimes, uh, especially if you're in a bad mood or something, sometimes feeling can make you think, right? Or even if you're not thinking, uh, those feelings can take over your brain. Um, so, you know, if it's a positive emotion, it, it is sometimes good to really focus on that. Um, but like a next step further would be just, it's, it's not being blank or empty, but that's the best way to describe it is just existing feeling, you know, sitting outside and just feeling that air mm. Um, mm. and just not thinking about anything. Oh, Adele, that's interesting you say that. So it has something to do with also not doing something, but putting ourselves in the position to be aware of our surroundings and nature, for example, you just mentioned. That's such a powerful element. Every time I'm around nature, I tend to forget <laughs> even that the mind exists in the sense of analyses and judgments. It feels really good. Yeah, yeah. It's really important to get outside of yourself sometimes. I think um, whenever your thoughts start racing, it's because you're thinking so much about what is going on with you right now. But realizing how big the world is around you, it, it can help. Another question is about self-love. That's something that I often write about and talk about, one of my practices too. What do you feel about the idea we have of self-love in a sense of taking care of ourselves, having this, this sense of, of a very good self-esteem? And what is your idea of self-love? And another one, another question is about how do we know the difference between self-love and selfishness? Yeah, that's a really, um, it's a tough one for a lot of people because, you know, you can practice self-care. A lot of people think that self-care is self-love. So, you know, you can take a, a hot bath or a long hike and, you know, you're taking care of yourself and you're doing things for yourself, but do you really love yourself, right? Um, and a lot of times I've noticed people, you know, they they think that they have self-love. They they say, I'm, I'm great and I love myself, but deep down, really, really deep down, they still have all these insecurities. And the more they hide them to themselves, the more, you know, it builds up in them. And so they have to cover it up more and more. Um, so true self-love, sort of like the empowerment, is something that's so deep within that you have to build for a very long time. And it's, you know, it's a matter of being comfortable with yourself, trusting yourself, valuing yourself, um, and I think sometimes that confusion of thinking you love yourself when you really don't, that's what causes a lot of selfishness is you're, you know, you're trying to cover up this insecurity. So you're taking all of these saying, these things saying, I deserve it, um, just to cover up that you might feel like you don't actually deserve it. Yeah. Well, that's um, a sad state of being, isn't it? And I have been there, certainly. 
It's very hard. I think everybody sort of starts, unfortunately, like with the way society is, most people start not loving themselves. You have to really work towards it. It doesn't make a lot of sense that we have to work on something that it it sounds very natural to acquire, right? Self-love, it should be really, really easy, but it's not. Especially for women, from what I see, from my own perspective, and then talking, being around so many women. Do you believe that's also more challenging for women to develop self-love? I think so. And like I said, it's a society thing that we're taught to, I think, A lot of people perceive it as being taught to be modest, but it goes way too far. And it ends up being, you know, you're never good enough. You're never pretty enough. And you start worrying about these things that don't really matter. And so instead of working on loving yourself and being the best, healthiest person, you're worried about, you know, did I do my makeup good enough or is my dress pretty enough, you know? Wow, that's so true about society and people around us. My um, mother-in-law just moved with us my husband and I, and and I see that. Before her, I was a lot more comfortable with my body and waking up and doing whatever. <laughs> now, <laughs> because she's here, I'm a lot more aware because she's very judgmental. So it's interesting how people influence us. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are connected to one another. That's what it is, right, Adele? We cannot separate this connectivity we have with our environment and people. And that's why we are easily influenced by them. We're very, very social creatures. So whether we like it or mm-hmm. not, you know, yeah. we, we have to fit in. Even if we're, you know, different and unique, we still want acceptance. And I always look for the balance, which people call authenticity would be that balance. If we can find that, that truth within ourselves and we are not afraid to express that truth, then it's... Um, we are there in that in a sense. Some people confuse the idea of authenticity with just saying whatever you want to say whenever you feel like saying. Oh, that's yeah. not the idea, right? Right. It's it's very hard um, to find a happy medium for a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you start out with terrible <laughs> self esteem, like I said, you usually try to cover it up, but you end up being the opposite side of the spectrum, very yeah. self obsessed, right? Mm, um, yeah. Balance is hard. <laughs> Right? And it's not a destination, too, I find. Right. We are constantly trying to find that center, that balance, but within the imbalances of being out of balance, (laughs) I call it the dance because it feels like it. It really does. Like, we are constantly dancing. I like calling it a dance because I like dancing, so it makes me Uh, feel a little bit better. (laughs) Me too. too. (laughs) It feels more graceful, right, Adele? Yeah. So how did you come to these understandings, Adele? You know, I am very lucky that I've had a lot of life experience. Um, I did not do things the normal way. You know, like I I left high school early. I went to college early and then I, I left the country and I came back. Um, I've met a lot of people. I've always been a traveler and I've experienced a lot of really horrible things as well. Some of the best things, some of the most horrible things. Um, and I've used all of those things to try to understand the world and other people better. Yeah, I have done some traveling too, and I see how how amazing it is to meet people from other societies and then see how different they are and how similar they are. Yeah. Right? It's incredible, that connectivity again. We are so connected and 
that we cannot separate. I just absolutely agree um, that I love meeting people from, you know, not just other countries, but even sometimes other states, you know, you you think, wow, this person is so different. I've never experienced this before, but yet they're still human and they still have these fundamental needs um, and traits. It's really, really beautiful. And I love the piece of helping one another. I noticed when we are traveling, when I was traveling by myself, so many people wanted to help. Oh, I'm going to take you this. I want to show you this place. I can help you with what, I mean, they were so warm it was really beautiful to see. Yeah, it's wonderful, you know, especially going to a different country when they want to show you yeah. their world, not just, <laughs> you know, like, oh, let's go hang out at a resort. It's uh-huh. like, no, let's go to the downtown so you can really experience it. Yeah, it's, um, it is very precious yeah, when I think about now even. Let's talk about what you do specifically when we have actually a topic that has to do with uh, what we were talking before, empowerment, self-esteem. I have uh, specific questions for you. But before Mm -hmm. that, talk to me for a moment about what do you do being a master life coach? Do you meet your clients online, offline, groups, corporations? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, when I first started, it was all online, usually a video call. Um, and it was really great. I, I loved, I was able to work with people, you know, on the other side of the globe, right? I love the fact that whenever you're online, you can communicate with anybody. Um, so I worked with a lot of people, usually not in person, especially with COVID and everything. Um, but I, um, sort of have been transitioning over to text-based coaching because I found, you know, it's great meeting, you know, usually meetings are about once a week for an hour and that's always wonderful. Um, but I found that especially if a client needed to take a week off for a vacation or something, you know, that's a long time in between talking. And so that's a long time that they're not getting support. Um, you know, I might check in every now and then, but in general, you know, um, they didn't have that support every single day. So yeah, lately it's been um, a lot of texting with clients every day. It caught my attention because I never heard about text-based life coaching. It's very unique. Is that something that you came up with, you invented, Adele? I wouldn't say I was the pioneer that invented it or anything. I, um, I definitely did kind of, I started transitioning towards that on my own. And then I found this company that I partner with, uh, Shelpful and they do the exact same thing as it's, it's texting throughout the day. And that really like boosted my self-esteem. I was like, Oh, okay. So this, this, this is a thing that people actually like, and they actually use. And, um, it's been growing a lot since then because a lot of people find it very helpful. That's funny. I love talking, but when it comes to the phone, it's texting. I don't know when that changed, but it changed. Texting is a lot more comfortable, especially, you know, a lot of my clients come to me with very uh, personal, sensitive things. Um, so it feels a lot better when you can, you have the time to type it out. You don't have to think of the right words right away. You're not, you know, looking me in the eye, trying to tell <laughs> me something really scary. Um, you can wear your pajamas. You could be at a coffee shop. You know, you can be anywhere doing anything and still be able to text. That sounds really great to me because there's a lot of people like myself that, um, introverts. 
So <laughs> that really, really helps. <laughs> oh, Just yeah. recently, I opened the um, video interviews. So I have the audio, but then the video took a long time. So now I have them. But it has been very interesting, this transition of becoming more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that, how just adding the element of video is like this whole anxiety. Yeah, yeah, right. It's interesting, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And then you're trying to analyze again the mind, right? What's happening? Is that a self-esteem thing? What is it? And then I just (laughs) gave up at some point. I'm just going to do it. (laughs) And I did it. (laughs) There was something that you wrote to me. You sent me something by email that says, improving self-esteem can change a person's life. And I agree. The question is, how do we do that? What are the causes for low self-esteem? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So like I said before, uh, changing self-esteem and empowerment is all from within, right? Um, But since a lot of us start at a very difficult place because our entire lives we've been raised to be modest and everything, uh, we need a little bit of help. And that's perfectly okay. So um, that's one of the reasons I became a life coach is I, I hope I can help people with that. And uh, so it's a matter of finding people that you trust that can kind of uh, help you along and then practicing it yourself. Um, a lot of people have suggested to me something as simple as looking in the mirror every morning and saying, you're, you're wonderful. You're trying the absolute best you can. Um, you're a good person. Things like that is it's like, it's different for everyone. Everyone, um, has different ways that they learn and they grow, but finding those little ways. And like you said, you know, sometimes just distracting yourself for a minute so you can calm down, finding those little ways to separate from all the negativity and then focus on the positive. Um, because you know, like one negative comment, it takes several compliments Mm. for the human (laughs) brain to be like, okay, maybe this is fine. That's fascinating too, that how the brain focuses on the negative. And it, yeah. is, it is so true, yeah, but from experience, right? And it's it's really hard. I couldn't even tell you why that happens. I don't know why we're so wired to be negative. Um, but I think you asked before how self-esteem does become so low, and that's because it's easier to focus on the negative. Um, and we're not necessarily trained. We don't go through kindergarten being trained um, this is how you stay positive where we have to learn that on our own for some reason. Mm, that is so true. Wow. Amazing, right? Adele, that we have this incredible human machine and we don't know how to operate it. We have been learned. We have to learn on our own. We have to learn from experience. And, and unfortunately, I have learned a lot of the lessons I learned from suffering. And that's a big one too, right, for most of us. Absolutely. It's very frustrating that we have to go through that, but sometimes um, pain is the best way to learn. Yeah, it doesn't sound good to hear, but it's um, <clears throat> there's some truth, right? I love the idea that we can learn from others and like people like yourself, coaches. Uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely helpful to have people like this around us. It's almost like having a best friend. I talk to a lot of coaches, a lot of therapists, and and it feels like I have lots of friends because they're, I mean, you people are so kind. You know, that's honestly how I describe it to people sometimes. They're like, what is a life coach? And I say, it's like having the 
healthiest best friend possible. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, sometimes you can have your best friend who listens to everything you say, right. but then they tell you to do something mm-hmm. negative, right? They're yeah. like, oh, your boyfriend's bad. Break up with him without even thinking about it. A True. life coach is trained to be able to help you make the best decisions, right? Um, so very supportive, very healthy best friend. Another question I have about self-esteem is, What are the signs of low self-esteem? Would you say that anxiety, depression are some of these signs? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because everybody exhibits it differently. Um, Something I've been learning as a life coach is everybody is so wildly different. Um, I can't use the same approach for everybody. So one person with low self-esteem might actually be somebody who gloats all the time. They're very arrogant and very... um, you know, like argumentative and they, they think they're always right, you know, because that's, they're secretly insecure. Some people who have low self-esteem are very depressed. Uh, Oftentimes they're isolated. They don't go out and do things they enjoy because they're too afraid. Um, So it's really about being intuitive and being able to recognize this person's personality and how they're going to express their low self-esteem. Another question that came to me about self-esteem was, I'm an introvert, so it's very easy for me to be humble. I don't know if they are connected, but it has been with me. It is my case. So a lot of times I can hear, I might be around people, and then I might know some things more than they do, but I will not say it because I don't want to mm-hmm. put them down or I just let them just be themselves and express themselves. And some people might believe that I have a low self-esteem for not expressing myself when I should have. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. What is your view on this, Adele? I think um, it's all about finding your balance. Like we were talking about earlier, um, some people honestly are, are fine if they end up not expressing their view and they feel fine about that. But there's some people are like, you know, I really wish I would have said that. It's about finding what makes you the most comfortable and what makes you feel good about your place. Um, So it's okay if you don't want to speak out, but if you kind of think later on, well, I kind of wanted to, um, it's about finding how to do that in a way that makes you feel empowered and comfortable. Mm, Yeah. So we need to find... uh that on our own. There's no really way to measure precisely, right, Adele? Yeah, it's really like introspection is like you have to know what's good for you, right? Not necessarily like, ah, what would be good for those people? It's like, what's going to make me feel like things went well? Mm, So true. And that's... uh, Ah, another beautiful dance, trying to find the balance again, (laughs) trying to dance the dance of being yourself and letting others be themselves. And at the same time, uh, being yourself enough so you don't let people kind of put you down and mistreat you. Right. And that's where it's really helpful to have a life coach because sometimes it can be hard. Like I know we're all very busy. This world is crazy. So how are we supposed to sit there and think, okay, who am I? What do I want? (laughs) Um, So sometimes it helps to have that super supportive best friend to help you talk through it. I would love to uh, hear some of the practices that we can adopt to improve our self-esteem. Things like you have been saying, actually, but maybe we can summarize um, before we end the conversation today. 
being kind to yourself, self-love, positive thinking. I would say boundaries, learning to say no, that has been a, a challenge for me. Oh, boundaries are, like I said, it's another thing that we should have been taught in kindergarten, but we yeah. just aren't. Yeah, <laughs> we have to learn that on our own. Yeah. A coach can help, but some people just have to learn it. And it is so, so hard. Um, you know, uh, everybody's different and everything, but I found another really helpful thing is writing things down. So I often, if I have a negative thought about myself or I don't practice a boundary, I will write it down. I'll write down, for example, um, today I didn't exercise enough. I feel lazy. And then next to it, I'm going to like re, um, redo my thinking and write down something more positive. Like, I didn't exercise today, but I'm trying the best I can and I'm planning on exercising tomorrow. Um, Like rewiring that thinking so that, you know, you're not lazy just because you didn't exercise for one day. Um, Just kind of rethinking everything. Uh, We're very wired to just think negative and spiral and keep on going like that. So resetting that thinking is very important. Yeah, it sounds to me like a, a beautiful practice, necessary practice when it comes to the thinking mind. Oh, yes. It's a practice of kindness, isn't it, Adele? We are practicing to be kind to ourselves. And, you know, something that I find helps a lot of people is, you know, it, it's hard. It's harder to be nice to yourself versus somebody else for some reason. So sometimes I talk to myself as if I'm a separate person. I'm a life coach. I life <laughs> <Yeah>. coach myself. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. Like I said, sometimes you look in the mirror and pretend that you're your best friend. Would you say to your best friend, like, wow, you're lazy and useless? No, probably not. You'd say, you know, just keep on trying. I have your back. Talking to yourself as if you're your best friend or your own life coach can make a huge difference. What came to me is about belonging. It seems like uh, we do that. We are kind to others or kinder to others because we want to belong. It's almost like a fear-based thing. It's sad that we don't feel like we belong to ourselves a lot of times. Yeah. And, you know, it can be very lonely. Sometimes even if you're sitting in a room full of people, you're still lonely, you know? Yeah. That doesn't sound so good, but it does help because it's not um, it's not easy to be understood and to find people that can understand us or at least listen. And that's mm-hmm. why I love what you do. Thank Adele for being that person, <laughs> that healthy <laughs> friend <laughs> that we can express I'm very ourselves. Grateful. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful to be that person for some people. Yeah, that's truly, truly beautiful. Thank you again. What do you love most about being in the human body? Oh, I love the spectrum of emotions that we can have. I love the experience of, you know, even the absolute worst feelings in the world, you have to have them because then when you have the best feeling in the world, it feels so much better, right? I I love that we can feel and we can connect and we can express those feelings to other humans. And, you know, sometimes we don't even know why we're here, but (laughs) it doesn't even really matter. Like we're here to experience and to grow and Mm. it feels good. Mm, Wow. That's a deep answer (laughs) to that question. (laughs) Uh, wow yeah I love uh, that you can tell I think a lot my brain is constantly running with these things well I love the way you think <laughs> that's a different kind of thinking to me it comes from the heart 
Or some say it comes from the soul, it comes from deep knowing, inner wisdom. So that's what I hear. At this time, what do you feel is the world's greatest need? Oh, that's a very good question. The world's greatest need would be understanding, I think. Um, understanding that we're all different, understanding each other, um, being able to connect with each other instead of being all stuck in our own worlds. Mm, wow. Yeah. Another beautiful answer and very deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Understanding. Wow. I love your wisdom. It comes from that place. I can feel it too. It's not just the words. So I really appreciate that. I have to use the word appreciation because it's close to my heart. And my last question is, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Ooh, let's see. I think number one, I want everybody to experience being content. Um, for me, being content, it's kind of difficult being content versus being happy. Happiness is a very weird concept for a lot of people, but being content is thinking, you know, I am doing or I have done what I want, want or wanted to. I, I feel good about where I am, not having regrets and everything. You don't have to become famous or travel the world to be content. You just need to fulfill what you desire, right? Um, I think I wish everybody could feel that. And another one would be feeling loved and accepted. Everybody deserves that. And love is not necessarily just having a great partner or something. Love can be, I love my best friends. I love uh, people I work with. You know, feeling that human connection is so important and everybody deserves it. And let's see, number three. Um, I wish that everybody could experience something really exciting. You know, there's the contentment. It's important to like, even if you don't travel the world, but you know, it's important to be content, but also I think everybody deserves to have that one moment in their life when their heart really sings. Uh, and they just feel like this is living. This is why I'm alive. I love, love, love the way you think, the way you see life. It's refreshing it's beautiful, it's open, it's helpful. Thank you so much, Adele, for being you. Thank you, Valeria, for being you. I really appreciate you and everything you do. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, I need to ask you a technical question. Where can we find more information about you, your services, products, and future projects? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have my website, uh, which is adelcoaching.blogspot.com. Um, I can also be requested on shelpful.com, which is uh, like a platform for text-based coaching. They have a little onboarding process, and I, uh, if you request Adele, I can be on there. Um, my phone is 217-318-1716, which I, you know, I can do texting. I also do WhatsApp and Zoom and Skype and everything. Um, and I can give you my email. 
Yeah. Okay. So my email is uh, FulmerAC, which is F as in Frank, O-L-L, M as in Mary, E-R-A-C at gmail.com. And I do a lot of communication through there as well. Wonderful. I'll have the information on your podcast profile too. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Thank you so much again. And we'll talk soon. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you. Bye for now. Me too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Adele Fulmer and her work, please visit adelcoaching.blogspot.com. You can also reach her at 217-318-1716 and fulmerac at gmail.com. That's F-O-L-L-M-E-R-A-C at gmail.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.